installment of the yummy coco show this is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches music interviews and games i'm your host yummy coco aka colette prosper i'm a comedy writer filmmaker on this show we talk about everything but today it's just a really very somber and sad day it's hard to it's it's 10 days it's about 10 days now, since the Buffalo shooting, um, I guess nine days from the uh, the shooting in Orange County at the uh, Taiwanese church, and now a, at least twenty kids have been killed in a shooting yesterday in Texas. So, no sketch today, and. Uh, there's some really great, um, there's a really great uh, podcast uh, on, uh, had to do with guns and white supremacy. <laughs> uh, I recommend, um, it's it features uh, Baritone de Thurston, um, it, it relates. Uh, joining me today is Praxis Fernandez. I've known her. I've known her uh, since my New York days, just before I moved to LA. And we're going to be talking about crowdfunding. So if you like the show, please give it five stars. It's how you can help people to find the show. Let's just kick things off with the interview with Praxis Fernandez. <laughs> I'm sorry if there's like any sound, any um, uh, noise because I was installing a noise canceling application, but it's not working. Oh, don't worry. Okay, it should be fine. Thank yeah, you. Don't, yeah, don't worry. It should be. Yeah, hopefully it'll um, it'll all you know it'll all sound great. Awesome. Um, I always have outside noises because my um, my computer is at, at our front window, and so this garbage is- trucks, people driving. Um, yeah, that's exactly. I am right next to the. Uh, uh, let me just show you my yeah. outside window to look. Oh, okay. Why can't I? Yeah. I can't see it, but I believe you. Yeah, I'm I, I'm facing my window, so yeah, I get I get you. I'm um, facing my window, but I closed it. I yeah. I, I drew the blinders down uh-huh. because I believe that would help. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be a residential area, but people drive like maniacs. Oh yeah, I know. You you're not driving, right? You're not driving in this in uh, L.A. No, are you? Not yet. No. Okay. I'm afraid. It's too much. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's actually crazier. Did you drive in New York? No, never in twenty years. 
Yeah. I I mean, I, for the last few years that we were living in New York, um, I had to, because I, I was taking care of my parents for a long time. So I took over my dad's car. Mm-hmm. And so I was driving from Brooklyn to Englewood where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And so I got used to driving. Yeah. And it's crazier in New York. And I feel like I'm very aggressive and I will just, um, like, basically I cut someone off. Long story short, like recently I cut someone off. I do drive, I guess I drive kind of crazy, but like I drive very aggressively. Mm-hmm. And so like I kind of cut someone off because I realized that I needed to make a turn. I did it safely. Like I didn't touch that woman, but like she um, was so aggro about it and she followed me. <laughs> What? And she did like a fast and furious style. Like I'm driving on a two two lane road. Yeah. And she got in the other lane that's going, you know, in the opposite direction to like curse me out. And I just kept looking straight ahead. Like I'm not, you know, I'm just doing what my was thing. that? This was just like last week. So she so I cut her off so that I could turn. This is what I I signaled. I signaled. I I I looked, you know, I'm with my son in the car, like, you know, mom style. So I'm like, I have to get us home. So I I get in front of her. She takes it like I like some kind of affront. Like she takes it so personally. Like Mm -hmm. it's just I'm just trying to get this is what you would do in New York. You 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 need to do something, you do it. And that's what I did. Anyway, she didn't like it. And so like Fast and Furious style, she like drives alongside me to curse me out and then she like speeds up and there were two cars ahead of me and so like she speeds up to then cut off those two cars I don't know if I'm making any sense but like you are ridiculous I can imagine Uh, I just don't understand it because um from my point of view look at all this beautiful sun the beautiful trees (laughs) All the hummingbirds, all the little birds on the street. And I'm like, yeah, we don't have hummingbirds in New York. No, we don't. And I'm thinking, why are people so mad? Look at all this beauty. Like, look at this weather. Please slow down. Yeah. I just don't understand it. And also, why would you mm -hmm. want to be so much in your car when everything, when it's so easy to just walk here. Well, it's not easy because the city was not Depends designed. On where you live. Yeah, the city was not designed for walking. But yeah. there is just, the weather is appropriate. Mm-hmm. It, there's so much to to look at, so yeah. much to explore. The smells, you know, well, it depends. The smells depend on the place. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, you know, now that it's spring, you know, you smell the, the flowers. And the, the jasmine. Jacaranda, uh-huh, the lavender. So, exactly. And I'm like, why would you want to get in your car to just go to Target? That's like two blocks away. <laughs> That's, People don't know how good they have it here yeah, in LA. Yes. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been here for a year and I'm mm-hmm. still like snow white. I tell everybody because I walk outside and I'm like, look at the little birdies. Oh, look at the trees. <laughs> and people look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm just like smelling the flowers and taking pictures. And oh my God. And in the middle of a conversation, I would just stop and tell someone like, oh, look at the little bird. How beautiful. You know, like... <laughs> They're like, who is this mystical, whimsical woman? I I didn't know I had it in me, but you know, <laughs> it's so beautiful. You're, you're in awe. You're in awe being in in LA in Holly in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah I mean, it it can be very enchanting. Like you know, even I'm I'm driving and I I see the mountains and it's beautiful. Yes, yes. um, I like that 
I can get around places faster. You know, just thinking being in Brooklyn, I'd have to walk a mile from where I lived because I lived like in central Brooklyn. So I had to walk a mile just to get to the R train um, or the Q rather, just mm-hmm. to get to the Q train and then the Q train to get to like Union Square. So mm-hmm. like just that alone, if it, on a really good day, 45 minutes. I actually miss walking that much. Uh-huh. I Yeah, well, yeah, I miss it too. Yeah, but I was I was in the Lower East Side where yeah. the, the subway was less than a block from my house. But still, mm-hmm. I would walk everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And I kind of miss it because, you know, there's so many things that you discover. Um, the city keeps changing. So one day you take this street and the store that you saw it's not there anymore or it's a yeah. new interesting thing or like a new restaurant that you wouldn't have known about if you didn't walk past by it. Right. So yeah, that kind of thing. Like my dog and I, we, even though we're here, we try to walk as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of miss it. So how's your dog feel being in, in LA? She loves it. You know, whenever, uh-huh. whenever she's being a bad girl, What's her name? Miley. Miley Cyrus? Like Miley, like Miley Cyrus, yeah. <laughs> so she's a naughty girl. She's a naughty girl like Miley Cyrus. I, I, I tell her all the time, like, who's a bad bitch? Who's a bad bitch? And she's like, hey, me, me, me. <laughs> I was like, you want to take this to the streets, bitch? And she's like, yeah. She, go, she goes and gets her leash. Ah! <laughs> She loves it. Um, she loves Selena it. Gomez did a really good Miley impression recently on SNL. Oh, because it, 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 it. she kind of sounds like Selena anyway. Like they yeah. have a, a kind uh. of like bored, a, a bored, like seen it all Disney princess kind of apathetic tone. Yeah, aloof. You know. Yeah, but then like with a, a slight southern twang to it. And there she oh, is. there's there's the bad bitch. Huh? Yeah. She, she was like, you're talking about my people. She does not like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Miley, take it easy. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm I'm here with Praxis Fernandez, writer, director. Um, let me read your bio really quick. Oh um, because okay. I wrote it, I wrote it down. I wrote a a very brief synopsis. Praxis Fernandez is an award-winning filmmaker based in Los Angeles who started her filmmaking career as an on-set wardrobe PA. So you have to explain that. After earning her master's degree in VFX composition from NYU, she transitioned to post-production where she worked as a video editor and a GFX VFX generalist for the past 10 years. So you also have to explain that too. She is now pursuing her lifelong goal of writing films and TV. Welcome. Thank you. So first of all, VFX is, oh, no problem. So first of all, uh, VFX is basically like special effects. Yeah, visual effects, uh, graphics also. So I do, GFX is mostly graphics, most, like what most people know as motion graphics. I uh-huh. also do VFX, visual effects, which is mostly, what I do is mostly compositing. Um, mm-hmm. Compositing, which is the last step, you know, prim- the assets that need to be created. And then the compositor puts everything together, makes it 
look realistic or not. So, so describe a scene. So say like, okay, Fast and the Furious. Like I, I was, um, I, so not something like that, but maybe, okay. Uh, what's another, like a super like sci-fi kind of thing. Um, Mandalorian, like, like, like shoots, like shoot, like people shooting pew, pew, pew at each other. Like, do you, do you, um, it's almost like you're, you're doing the finishing touches on yes. like an action scene. Yes. So like describe a scene that, that you've created, like composited. Perfect. Um, I would say that I went into visual effects mostly because I wanted to do the kind, the kind of effects that are people don't clock as visual effects. Uh-huh. So I, it comes to mind, I did an effect where, for example, okay, so I have two examples. I have one where a woman, the actress looked perfect. She was beautiful and she was having a conversation uh, and they asked me to make her look like she just got out of a, like she was um, very hurt in an accident. So I had to create a bump on her head, a cut. Uh, so without makeup, like you you are like drawing on top of her, like you're, it's almost like a Photoshop but like and tracking. a moving Photoshop. Uh-huh. And tracking it. Yeah, that was one. I mm-hmm. did another one where uh, it was for a short and it was so much fun. It was a zombie short and mm-hmm. they had amazing makeup. They have everything. Um, but there was a point where the one of the characters opened her mouth and like another, like the real creature came out of her mouth. And it, it oh. was... I did that one, and that was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Um, I also did, oh, uh, one very simple. A friend of mine sh- shot a short film, mm-hmm. and in the short film, the main character opens the fridge, and she looks inside, and it was it, it looked perfect. That take was perfect in terms of the actress's, um, you know, uh, you know, her tone and her delivery, mm-hmm. everything was perfect. The only problem is that you could see the boom operator completely Uh-oh. behind her. Awful. So, <laughs> so then I took on the... The boom uh, operator means the sound guy with the, holding the microphone. Yeah, you could see him like from, from the waist up and behind her. So I just had to take him out of the shot. And so like, you had to like like white out like smooth him out like like, like erase him yeah erase him and make everything look normal uh, you know just because there was movement also in the shot so yeah it was not that easy and also it, it looked perfectly nobody would have been the wiser yeah that's a very so simple th- those are very simple shots and I actually like the ones where. It's just very normal day to day that it's not like explosions or anything like that. But it makes me feel a sense of accomplishment to know that oh, nobody will be the wiser. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what you're doing is, I mean, just even something simple like that, because sometimes you don't notice. Um, I there there have been uh, projects that I've worked on like as a PA or um, like when I I shot a music video uh, there were things that I didn't spot until the editing process so Very there are true. times where that can 
make that that can make someone uh, think okay man we have to reshoot this or we have to um we have to just take it out completely but to use someone like you you can buff it out and yeah no one's the wiser so like okay so you're a filmmaker too so you're um we're going to be talking about crowdfunding a lot yes and so you have a movie that you want to make. It's called Fake, and it has to do with social media. And it's funny because I've been um, obsessively watching The Circle. The Circle is back on Netflix. I don't know if you watch the show. I started watching it when it first came out, and uh -huh. I got depressed. I couldn't. Yeah, it's there's something sociopathic about it. Okay. Yes, it's true. It's just I feel like oh my god, we're going, we're getting there. This is. This is yeah. very, it was very, this, uh, I was dystopian, dystopian is the word. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love it. Um, but, but yes, because they're all like alone sitting in different rooms, chatting with each other, using hashtags, which is dumb because there's no way of tracking the hashtags, but like it kind of like sums up whatever they are, are messaging. Like, you know, so glad we're friends hashtag circle fam but it's like uh, it's it's so dumb but i love it because i i love language i love how people communicate with each other through words and to try to convince someone that they that they are real or a catfish you know someone that is um you know someone that's trustworthy like it's all with your language even now i work from home and i don't know if that's what it, you're you're doing um are you still doing vfx just like on the side no i've been working mostly the past uh, several years uh editing my, oh, okay my last uh visual effects job was 2019 but i've oh, been okay. editing but i've been editing since more than 10 years and before I was doing both and lately it's just editing and having a lot of fun. I love editing. That's great. But so I, I imagine that it's all like messaging Slack and yes. uh, text messages, emails. So it's, it's like you're not interacting with someone face to face. So you have to give some kind of like color to your personality and, you know, show that, that you're trustworthy as a, uh, as a professional. You know, someone to hire as a professional, um, but then, uh, but then, yeah, it's it's all um, kind of kind of smoke and mirrors in a way because it's it it's through the computer, like it's not face to face in an office, you know, looking at someone in the face. Um, so, True. and I work in social media, so like that's also why I find it like so fascinating. And our main character in this short film, fake, yeah, uh -huh. she has created a completely different personality. She has molded a, com a complete persona, both online and offline, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, something that, that I've been fascinated by, um, you know, the concept of fake it till you make it, or, yeah. or you know, and in, in a more uh, literal sense, you know, passing also. Right. Yeah, so... The, yeah, so Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like there's like a uh, kind of code switching element exactly. going on. So, so set it up. Did you write it or did your partner, Lauren, or was it a collab? Like you both, you both wrote, you wrote a little bit and she wrote, like how did, how did it all come about? I wrote it. 
it's, it's a short film, first of all. So it's only mm-hmm. eight minutes, eight pages. And mm-hmm. uh, I wrote it thinking of, then I, 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 I was looking for a producer and I m- met Lauren and I said, you know, I can't shoot this all by myself, not all by myself, but, you know, call a few friends and do something very small and not mm-hmm. spend that much money. But for this, I want to do something different. I want to work with a, uh, another uh, woman um, as a producer and, mm-hmm. and I want to assemble a team of people that are, that are, you know, studying in their careers and create something that could be a portfolio piece for all of us. But most importantly, I want to assemble this team of people of color, women, gender non-binary artists Mm -hmm. and pay them fairly because I understand that, you know, to build momentum in our careers, it's mm-hmm. very difficult, but when you get paid for your skills and for what you studied and for what you for your craft, yeah, that incentivizes you to keep going. So, if for me it worked like more than ten years ago when I was just out of out of film school, mm-hmm. I did work in a lot of free short films. But then when I started to get paid, I started to feel okay. I can do this. This is something that I'm good at, and. Mm-hmm. It gave me, you know, it gave me the strength to keep going and to Mm -hmm. better my work. And Mm -hmm. so this is what we're doing with this project. We are assembling a team of professionals and we're paying them, even though it's only eight minutes, we're paying them their fair rate. And Mm -hmm. hopefully if we get our, you know, our crowdfunding fully funded. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about crowdfunding. Eight minutes, it seems very short, but yes. that's at least like a, a one or two day shoot. And, you know, one day shoot could be 10 hours. And, you know, mm-hmm. 10 hours, when you think about it, is, um, I mean, already that's like, that could be a $5,000 day with uh, like a good cinematographer. And then you have, um, you know, the the boom guy, the, <laughs> uh, you know, lighting, you you have, you know, all the things that you need in order to set up a scene. Yes. Um, you might have to rent. I, and so, so, okay. So talk about your plans for it. Do you want to shoot in LA or do you, are you going to go back to New York to shoot? We're shooting back in New York and mm-hmm. we're paying all the actors. We're, so Lori's side, or are you going to film uptown? So we're going to film both in Soho, New York City, uh, uh-huh. where we're going to see. Fancy. Yeah, so that is. In a loft, maybe? Yes. Nice. I, we're still looking for it, so we have to rent that place, and that's money. Yeah. Because that requires money. So, uh-huh. so ho- holler at Praxis if you got a loft. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Uh, there we're going to see the personality that our main character Gina has created. And mm-hmm. the second part of this shoot is going to be in the Bronx where we see okay. the real Gina. Mm-hmm. And we're going to shoot at someone's house, hopefully. So if you have an apartment, a New York City apartment, and you want a bunch of people in your house shooting uh-huh. a short film, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me and let me know. Uh, and we're going to be shooting in, in, in the Bronx around Grand Concourse. Yeah. Okay. My dad worked at Lincoln Hospital, so yeah, I know. Oh, I know Grand Concourse very yeah, well. Yeah. Uh huh. So those are our two main um, locations, and 
what was the other question? I forgot. Sorry. So, okay. So we're setting it up because basically you, you, you had the seed of an idea about a woman that wants to fake it till she makes it. Mm-hmm. What's her goal? Does she want um, world domination? Does she just want to, is she a grifter? Cause we're all, I also want to talk to you about Red Rocket too. Cause that's the last movie you saw recently. And that's yes. like, perfect grifter story yes so like what what is this person's goal that's first this person's goal and what's is, her name what's the character's name so her name is gina gina buenaventura okay. and she without giving too much of the short film she's dominican is she dominican too uh that is part of the twist of the film we don't nice um, yeah so she is she's a jewelry saleswoman and she's extremely okay. talented she's the kind of saleswoman who can sell anything to anyone i mean okay. she could grab a banana peel off the street and just describe it in such a way and entice you and charm you that you say okay i'll pay a thousand dollars for the banana peel for the ruddy wow. banana peel so she could she could sell ice to an eskimo as, they, this, as they've said uh-huh. I, and I, I apologize if it's like uh offensive but she could do that <laughs> that's gina gina can uh-huh. sell anything and in the at the end we realize that not only can she sell overpriced tacky jewelry she mm-hmm. she has also been selling a completely fake version of herself to uh-huh. the in order to be able to sell these things exactly okay so her goal is to i, I would say our goal that many of of us that we all have is the american dream you know the the big house with the big car but in the environment that she grew up she realized, she quickly realized, which is very smart, that she has to put on a different persona in order to get there. Okay. This is also like um, characters in the circle and not not so much characters. Um, going back to that Netflix show, The Circle, is that you have these contestants and some of them do decide to be catfishes. And what's funny is that it's usually like a young guy will decide he needs to be an older woman. So this guy that just got eliminated, he's 24. He decides he needs to pretend to be his mom, who's like the 63-year-old woman in New Jersey. So he uses her persona in order to play the game. Then you have um, this guy, Nathan, uh, or this is his fake name, Nathan, and it's uh, an older guy pretending to be him. So there's always like an insecurity that like someone feels like they they need to be someone else. So it sounds like this woman, Gina, who we don't know as Dominican, that's I didn't say. I didn't say. She might be or might not be Dominican or Uh any, any, we don't get to know exactly uh, where she's from uh, in the film. So we don't get to know exactly who this Gina character is in your short film, um, but she is from the Bronx and she is pretending to be um, this sort of like rich influencer living in like a Soho loft that sells jewelry, but it turns out to be, um, as they say in in uh, New York and New Jersey, fugazi. So it turns out to be like some some fake shit, um, but she's she's selling it and it's working for her in this in this uh scenario well she until something happens i guess the loft location is actually going to be a showroom 
or where she sells oh. her jewelry, her jewelry from. Uh, mm-hmm. She works for a very, very expensive, very uh, expensive is not the word, a uh, very exclusive um, uh-huh. jewelry company in, uh-huh. uh, in, you know, where clients just come on one-on-one basis. Uh-huh. So that's where we're going, we're planning to create, recreate the showroom. And we also mm-hmm. have some locations, exterior locations in Soho, you know, her walking, getting her coffee, her overpriced coffee, nice. I might add, you know, they're taking the pictures and for for social Living media. Living her best life. Living her best life, uh, talking to her followers, you know, and just giving, giving off this appearance of abundance and of luxury that a lot of people are very, you know, um, are very enticed by. Nice. Okay. So this sounds very intriguing. Um, when did you, Praxis, start writing it? So I wrote it pretty f- fast. It was just, I had this seed of the idea for mm-hmm. a while, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And then one day I just woke up and I said, and I had all the ex- all these scenes and I sat down and that was in October last year. Uh-huh. And I just sat down and wrote it. And since then, you know, of course, we always make revisions. But mm-hmm. it has it has just grown on the original idea, which is a person who is fake. Yeah. And so your friend Lauren, or is she your friend or she's somebody that you met to be a potential producer partner? Like how did how did how did you connect with your your um, fake partner? Fake in meaning because that's the title of the movie. <laughs> so how did you connect with your fake partner? So when I thought I wanted to, I said, you know, uh, around in December of last year, I said, I want to shoot this in 2022, but I want to work with someone else. Uh, instead of like I was saying earlier, instead of just me shooting it and doing everything myself. So yeah. I put out an ad for a producer, mm-hmm. and uh, but I where'd put, you put the ad out? I put it on the Mavens di- directory, which is a list of women filmmakers. Oh, nice! I never heard of this. Oh, it's amazing! The best. That's the, great. Mavens, M A V E N S. Yes, the Mavens. com or dot org. No, it's a it's a email list. So I might have, Ooh. so I can add. Maybe I can add you. They, they are amazing. Yes, please. And I put out. I sent an email to the list and said, you know, I am looking for one of us ladies to uh-huh. be my producer for this and I explained what the short was about and I talked to amazing women I just I there's so much talent out there yeah but talking to Lauren she's from the Bronx too Mm -hmm. she's from the Bronx I am from the Lower East Side immediately we just started talking like you and I were talking at the beginning of this you know natural natural and it's just laughing and she's amazing and she decided, I said, you know, let's work together. Let's do this. Yeah. And even now that we're doing the crowdfunding and sometimes we feel like the backers are not coming in and we might not get our, sometimes we do, you know, you, you feel like, oh my God, we might not get our goal. 
she's like, no, 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 let's do this. And what can we do? And in that way, we're perfect because when she's uh, feeling a little bit, you know, down uh, about the project, I'm the one who's talking about how, you know, everything can change in a minute and vice versa. That's yeah, because that's the thing. It's so easy. So so one thing that I love that you said is that like you had this idea and that you immediately just started writing it. And that that happens where like uh, it can happen where, you know, you're you're thinking about something, you have a seed of an idea and you're like, OK, I'll write it later. I'll think about that later. You put it aside. So you you dove in right away. No, I learned my lesson. Of- <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So you, you're you're already you've been passionate about this idea. You you do it. You write it. Then you go to Maven's list, which definitely I want. I want. I want in. I'm making so, a note. Nice. Thank you. So okay. So you get in Maven's list. You you look for a producer partner because I'm really inspired because I I also have a short that I wrote about a lady that has like an ant infestation in her house and it drives her crazy. She's a therapist. And I, that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I'm also been sort of like, you know, trying to put it out there that I want to work with people on it. Talk to me. Yes. Well, doing it, doing (laughs) a practice. Hello, VFX. Um, uh, cause that's definitely, yes. Um, it's cause like, you know, there's going to be ants all over a house and like, it's, it's, it's supposed to be sort of a comedy horror, sort of like in the vein of like John Waters polyester. Um, oh my God, John Waters, the love of my life. So, yes. you know, one day I was walking down the neighborhood in New York uh-huh. and I caught a glimpse. Okay. I think that's the only time, no, the second time I was tongue tied and starstruck. I saw John Waters. And oh I my God! Cry, and he's like, "Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, bitch. It's <laughs> me, Miley. Yeah." <laughs> so I was like, like, "There's, there's another bad bitch on the street." Yeah, exactly. Over <laughs> Miley. So yeah, John. So you, 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 you're talking the right words to me. It's amazing. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you also, Lauren has a very uh-huh. fun podcast about horror films and she actually went oh, to school cool. uh, she studied the intersection of horror and and blackness uh, uh-huh. horror films so she's she's uh she's very much interested in that genre i am oh i have to meet lauren too yes i'll connect you guys you'll be perfect yeah that's awesome. Um, I also okay. We're gonna go back to fake, but but also mm-hmm. really quick is that um, there's a there's I don't know if you have HBO, but there's um a show called The Baby, and it's okay. a black woman in England who is um basically tethered um proverbially to like a baby, this like white baby that somehow literally like falls into her arms. And every time she tries to give it up or walk away, abandon the baby or or leave the baby with people, those people get killed. And so she has to take the baby. It's like it's it's like this is like devil baby, but like we don't know necessarily like it's a devil baby, but like but it kind of is a devil baby like that. It's it's really great stakes and setups to where you're just like, oh, my God, this lady is this is a demon baby and she's stuck with it. I'm I'm too chicken for horror. Too chicken. Yeah. I I'm not I just But it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I don't like horror too much either. Horror horror is funny because a lot of the things that you see in horror films, you say like really? You know, but 
I just, I am so, and after the past two years, three years now, um, I am even more chicken. I just, you know, yeah, try to keep it light. But, you know, I admire you and people like you and Lauren who watch these things and without a problem. I- yeah, I could watch certain things. Like I couldn't watch the sh- not her- hereditary. I could kind of watch. I didn't finish it, but um, I I I read the rest of the plot on mm-hmm. Wiki, and so I was like, oh, okay, I understand. They're all getting beheaded. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, because I saw the first beheading, and then it was just like, oh, okay, the rest of the women are beheaded, and oh, it's to prop up this the son who's the. Um, I don't know, the chosen one or whatever. Anyway, but like um, the baby is more like uh, it's it's not as gory as like another horror. And okay. then mine is, is definitely like more comedy. Than, I love that. Than horror. But but um, but yeah, anyway, but like uh, I love that you your passion, your 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 zeal, your um, just like you write it, you look for people, you find your tribe. And, and you're moving forward with your tribe. So, Thank like, you. that's really awesome. So, with Lauren, um, so Lauren, I guess she was drawn to the project because there is a sort of, like, thriller aspect to, yes. to the story. Towards the very end, um, we realize that, well, Gina realizes that her secret, somebody somebody else knows her secret. So, uh-huh. that's where we leave it. Okay. Because it's a short. <laughs> yeah. And we don't know what she's going to do next to that person uh-huh. who actually knows um, that she's not who she's uh, advertising herself as. Okay. So, so some, somehow she's outed and then something happens. She's not outed yet, but she knows that this person knows and dun 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 dun. Ba, 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 ba. And Lauren's <laughs> like, yes, I'm going to partner with you. And we're going to make this movie. Yes. And we've been through a lot because we started talking about this in December. And mm-hmm. we first, our first, um, our, our first plan was to apply to grants. Um, mm-hmm. We did that. And, you know, it's difficult to get, to get them because, you know, so many people are applying at the same time and so many yeah. worthy projects. And we didn't get the, the, the the grants and then uh lauren said to me well let's just do crowdfunding yeah and we're now doing the crowdfunding and our the third plan c would be just do it like i'm like i could do it like i've been doing it from you know just with friends and doing it in a little bit more scaled back version although that's not what I would like to do. I want to create, I want everyone to get out of this with a very strong portfolio piece. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So how are you, so, okay, so crowdfunding is, and that's also one of my stressors. So like, oh my God. That's, so yeah. So thinking about like my project, uh, that's something that is, is sort of, that holds me back is that mm-hmm. the idea of like having to ask friends and family and, and people to, to, it's embarrassing. Um, to donate. Yeah. And it's exhausting. Embarrassing. Yeah. It's, it's very exhausting because then it's like, what are you doing? What's it about? And, and yeah. So it's just like, 
I if if only we all just had oodles of money and we could just do whatever we wanted with it and not have to ask anyone. But think about it. A lot of people, most of the people that I talk to in my circle, um, they're always we're they're always talking about how all television and film looks the same. All the shows mm -hmm. are the same. I wish there were more people of color, more women. And, and I say, yes, you can do it. Uh, even though you, you're not in, in the industry or you don't have that much power, $10 here, $20 there helps a filmmaker stay in the game. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and it's also, just as you're saying, um, it's, it's harder for a woman of color mm -hmm. it's harder it's harder for for someone to um like a production house to mm -hmm. to bet on them yes so you have to work outside of the margins and make a make and do it yourself exactly but when we're doing it ourselves we have to be conscious of the fact that the end result is not going to look as polished as all mm -hmm. the other things that we're looking that we're watching every day yeah. because we are making a chicken salad out of chicken poop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so or, or maybe the less desirable pieces. <laughs> like uh, under like I don't know if like like you're looking at like a rotisserie chicken and all, all the like little pieces that like under the breast oh, my that goodness. like that you know normally somebody would just throw away. Yeah, um, but yeah. So you're you're making chicken salad out of you know scraps. It's scraps, and, and that's that's one of the issues. And people grow tired after years and years of hustling. Yeah. So it's like you said, we don't have oodles of money, and mm -hmm. but we want to keep going. We want to, and the, also one of the things that I've always said, the the way to get better is to keep shooting, and to keep yeah. creating, um, it, which is different, which is very. It's, it's, it's a sad part about being a filmmaker because a painter can paint by themselves at home. Um, the singer can just work on their instrument, which is their voice at home mm -hmm. with nobody's help. Uh, yeah. They still have to sell themselves because they still have to eat. They still have to get that rotisserie chicken. You know, they still have to like get food. Yes. But so it's like they have to, they have to sell their, their image, their voice, their paintings yes, in order to, but in to addition, live in this world. In addition mm -hmm. to that, the filmmaker has to get the equipment, has to yes. get a team of people to follow them yeah. and believe in these short or in whatever it is they're creating. They have mm -hmm. to create lights, which is money, cameras. And, you know, locations is a whole lot more that we have to put together to create right. a piece than, you know, any other artist. Right. And even like, uh, you know, you're a post-production person. So like mm -hmm. editing, VFX. So, so that all has to uh, get factored into a budget as well because you want a good editor. That's what saved, I think, my production too, is that I had a really good editor that, um, that, uh, you know, helped to um, bring out my vision. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So what, what is your goal? What is your Indiegogo goal? Our Indiegogo goal is $20,000. And yes. it sounds a lot for an eight minute, but think about it. We have a DP, we're renting all the equipment. We have uh, gaffers, grips, 
sound department, which is a sound mixer and a boom operator. And um, we have someone who's amazing in the art department. And so we have to pay her and her assistant who's going to help her recreate these worlds. yeah, we have. If you need music, um, Sean, my husband can make music. If you need, perfect. <laughs> so, you know, we have that. That's taken down care the of. line. That's taken care of now. Oh, uh, you, oh you got that? You no, got it? No, now I have it. Oh, you- <laughs> oh, 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 yes! <laughs> I've gotten him a job. Okay, uh, so that you know, we have to rent the locations. We have yeah. to get have insurance, which is a lot yeah. of money too, because nobody's going to let us shoot in their place if we don't have insurance. We have to have yes. insurance for our equipment as well. We have yeah. to feed everybody for three days. Yes. Uh, so you're gonna. It's gonna be a three day shoot. It's gonna be a three day shoot in yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So everybody okay, can perfect. go back to their job, regular jobs on Monday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So all of this stuff. Adds up and it comes down to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and so we want to pay. Everybody. And then you didn't mention the actors too. You got to pay act- the actors. The actors, all the actors are going to get paid. Uh, we are doing casting as we speak. You have to pay the casting person too. Yes, <laughs> everybody, everybody has their hands in the pot. Exactly, but these are people who are great you know, professionals are very skilled yes. are very talented and i'm doing and are doing this as a passion project and then on top of that getting paid it lets them know that okay what you do has value and in, sure. the, in the next project you're gonna get paid as too because you got paid for this one and so that's what we want that's the message that we want to send out you know mm-hmm. you are an artist what you do has value yeah Mm-hmm. And that and that you can keep this going exactly, because yeah. when I was when I uh, let me just give you an anecdote when I was starting, um, when I was in film school uh, a little while ago, I was doing a lot of shoots for free, and from the beginning, my father was not open to me being a filmmaker, and I was dead tired all the time because I was going to school and I was also, you know, working in a lot of shorts. All, everything was volunteer. And at one point, my father just kept saying, "Is you know, what's the point of this? Just yeah. being tired? Yeah, get your head out of the clouds. Get your head out of the clouds. And yeah, my dad did that too. <laughs> that's that, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I want the people that are working that are helping me create this piece, be able to go to their dads and see this. See, I got paid for what I went for, for what I learned and for what I'm passionate about. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. To show them the, the paycheck and say, it's not a lot, but you see, it, I got paid. It, it has yeah. value. What I do, it's, it's something that people need because, you know, we're, Watching content, I don't like the word content, but we're watching TV and television, TV and films all the time. And we kind of forget that these people who do this are getting paid because this is, we're giving, this is a service, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you need to get, you need to be paid for it. It's not, it is a passion, but you also need to eat and you also need to, to live. And, uh, and so, okay, 
So your goal is twenty thousand, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you take whatever you earn. Like once once the the funding is, you have seventeen days left. Yes, we are um, very so far. You have twenty two backers, which is really impressive. Thank you. You have twenty two backers. You have seventeen days left. Yes. Um, as of this uh, recording, you have seventeen days left. So mm-hmm. when once um this airs, which is uh, May twenty fifth, uh, so you'll probably have maybe um about eleven to ten to eleven days left. We can so do it. Please, we'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, give what you can and talk about talk about the things that that people can get like if you donate twenty twenty five dollars you get a mention like what are what are things um... so uh we have let me just look at our perks here because I can mm-hmm. read them out to you but we know oh Jesus okay so you uh the sapphire circle backer which is twenty five dollars but you know you can you guys can donate from $5 and up. But yeah. from $25, you get a shout-out from us on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, $50 will get you the shout-out and a digital postcard. And uh, the $100 will get you the shout-out and is, um exclusive uh, mm-hmm. a shout-out, the postcard, and access to our digital uh, Spotify playlist based on... Um, nice. And the $250, you get the shout out, the postcard, the playlist, and a thank you credit in the film. Nice. $500, you get a shout out, the digital postcard, a Spotify playlist, and you go to our rap party, which is going to be off the hook in New York City. Uh-huh. Nice. Imagine it's going to be in the summer in New York. Amazing. Rooftop. Rooftop. Oh, my goodness. And. Popping bottles. Exactly. Let's, let's uh, cross your fingers. <laughs> yes. And you made it and you guys make it happen. Exactly. Okay. And the $1,000, so, um, everything that I mentioned before, you get yes. a one day on set but you're also an executive producer of the film. And I yes. forgot to mention that when you give $500, you're an associate producer of the film. So you're oh, going to wow. get that credit. Yes, yeah, so you'll get a, you'll get a producer credit just from giving giving money, which is mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Uh, which is also, um, you know, just as you were saying how people can be, can prop themselves up with this project. Um, if you have a producer credit, that's, that looks really good exactly. on a resume. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So that, that's awesome. Um, so talk about the, you know, just making it like, cause that's also something that I think about too, is that like, okay, if I don't, do the crowdfunding route um and that's that's also something too because like uh, i've i've had uh just a, a thought that popped up i i've had on on the show mac watson who is a filmmaker and writer um last year and she has a connection with canada she's canadian i think her producer is british but like also connected to canada somehow and i think like canada gives people money um, it might not be a lot, but they, mm-hmm. I think they give filmmakers money to make stuff like uh, and that's the sad reality in America in, in this capitalist society is that like 
if you want to make something, you basically have to just figure it out yourself mm -hmm. and, you know, somehow get the money. You don't necessarily get help from your government, um, which is uh, which is why people have to crowdfund. And it also goes with like, um, you know, people come down with terrible illnesses or, yes. or a car accident or funeral, and then they have to appeal to um, – you know, crowd crowdfunding sites for for help. So so okay. So this is where we're at. You're you're crowdfunding. Yeah. What are so and you you've you've done the um the the route of grants. Yes. Um, are you also looking at like women in film? Like, what other sources are you looking at? We looked in, uh, Sundance. Well, we looked at everything that were, you know, grants and all of these um, organizations. But like I said, the competition is very, 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 very high, very intense because, you know, there's so many filmmakers like us in, that are in the same yeah. boat and they can only help a few of us. So at this point, it's Hunger Games is a Hunger Games exactly. So at this point, we just decided, okay, we're gonna stop filling out applications and we're just gonna go and do it because you can take a whole year filling out applications, sending grant applications, and mm -hmm. not get anything. So we right. did that for during December and January and a little bit of February, and after the end of February, we decided, okay, we're going to go the f fundraising, crowdfunding route now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did all okay. that. We applied to everything under the sun, but it's a short film, and I just, it, it, didn't, it didn't make it in that, in, in that stage. Yeah, my friend Ashley sent me something recently, and I'll I'll send it to you too. It's uh, something I'm pulling it up. Co Cinema. It's um, submissions close uh, June first, uh, and it gives uh, short film grants. So, uh, so of uh, and it's it's applies to women of the African diaspora. So it it can uh, it could apply. So I'm going to send that to you as well. Um, it's just something, you know, just also uh, to to have. So I'm just I'm going to do this on on the air, on my podcast. I just sent you a link. Awesome. OMG. <laughs> anyway, you heard it here first, everyone. Breaking news. I sent a link to Praxis. Okay. <laughs> so let's play a game. Oh, Okay. Okay, we um, so we haven't talked about Heartstopper. That's um, that's a really cute show on Netflix that um, has nothing to do with crowdfunding, um, but it, it probably was a tough sell 
it's uh it, it's a um I know that it's uh there's a bunch of uh it's Alice Osman and I know that there are um a, quite a few books. I think it's like um I think there's a graphic yeah. So, okay. So the graphic novel Heartstopper, and then there's six more Osmond books um, that are currently dominating Amazon booksellers, top 10 lists. Um, so it's like ripe for television. Um, so Heartstopper could, could have potential like um, Harry Potter franchise potential. It's really cute. Um, and I wanted to play a game with you um, in honor of Heartstopper because you, you've been watching it. I'm um, only on the third episode. Yeah, I'm. I haven't finished it either. I yeah. think I'm on episode six. I don't and like binging. When I like something, I respect it, so I don't binge it. Yes. <laughs> so what what is your routine? What is your Netflix routine? So when I get home, I watch a little bit of late night. I love the monologues. And uh -huh. at, at late at night, uh, and then I watch one. So like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel and Colbert. So oh wow, yes. I'm I'm watching like on YouTube, like if if something goes viral. But okay, but you actually watch the shows. That's amazing. Yeah, and I love them. And you know, and then it's just a way to decompress and laugh. And mm -hmm. then I watch one episode or two of whatever I'm watching, and I'm tell I tell myself. No more than two episodes because, you know, um, let's just, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm disrespecting the piece if I'm watching it all over because I'm not digesting it. I'm not. Yeah. So I just watch one episode and then I go to bed or and I read a little bit then. Nice. This is very disciplined stuff. Yeah. If it's a <laughs> show that I really like and I have the time, um, I I can, I could, it long, long gone are the days where I could like actually sit yeah. and like watch five episodes or something. It really depends. Also, yeah, um, that's the same for me. I don't like have a 20 minute I don't have, show. I don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. If it's a short show, I could probably do it, but maybe, I don't know. But mm -hmm. like, uh, but anyway, this, it's a teen drama, mm -hmm. you know, ever since like Skins, which I really loved, it's a British uh, teen drama. Um, it's all, been all about like, um, these like makeup and fashion literate, like sex sexually liberated teens that are just um, just they just like are cool out of the womb. And so like Heartstopper, it's like these like uncool kids. There's milkshakes, there's bowling, there's bad pop music and dorky posters. It's really cute. Um, and so anyway. Uh, their breakout stars, Yasmin Finney, who plays Elle, has just been cast as uh, in Doctor Who, which I never watch um, because it's like it's such a goofy, weird show. But like <laughs> it's so British. I've never watched watched it. But like Shuti Gatwa, um, it, it's spelled Nikuti, but it's it's pronounced Shuti. Anyway, he's the new Doctor Who. So I might check it out. But anyway, I want to play a game with you about Heartstopper. Mm -hmm. And it's... Um, it's tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll reveal your heartstopper soulmate. Oh. So I know that you're on the third episode, but um, you know, let's see who who your soulmate is. Oh, that's uh, a lot of on these like, goofy, goofy characters. Yeah. What's your favorite color? Is it cyan? Here are your choices: cyan, pink, yellow, black, green, red, orange, or purple? Black. Nice. 
Okay. Pick a subject. Film, language, math, art, drama, phys ed, haha, <laughs> lunch, or science. Wow. So many. Uh, just one? Yeah. Okay. Film. <laughs> I, I wanted. Uh, I liked art too and language. Yeah. I yeah, I had picked, yeah, I love language. I picked I had picked language earlier. Okay, so pick a house. Is it like um a a city town? Like it looks like sort of like a London townhouse, a mm -hmm. uh, country house. Um there looks like uh it's like it looks like a townhouse like but like in Italy. Then there's like this like LA like flat Ugh. uh long ranch style house. Then there's this like tall um, gothic looking like Stephen King main house. Then there's this like country London looking house. Then there's this like, um, I don't know, Brooklyn kind of uh, townhouse, not a brownstone, but like one of those like townhouse things. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then there's like a Ditmas Park. This is also Brooklyn. Like there's kind of like a Brooklyn, like um, not craftsman, but like one of those like kind of old time, like, you know, houses from like the early 1800s. Um, I don't know if I gave you good descriptions. Uh, the the Italy townhouse. Uh, yes, yeah, because there's one that looks like yeah, it looks like something out of like the movie Luca. Okay, oh, so yay. yeah, <laughs> so what are you doing at a party? Are you chatting with friends? Are you hiding? Are you awkwardly dancing? You're leaving? Are you being stubborn? Are you talking to everyone? Are you reading? Are you dancing? Ooh, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! Or I'm in the in the corner reading, reading. Let's just well, say <laughs> I'm not a okay party person. Uh oh, I'm a cooking How many person. Friends, you're a cooking person. That's a party. That could be a party. Yeah. How many friends do you have? Like three uh -huh. people think I'm weird, or a few close ones and a few others who know my name. One, not a lot to be H or to be honest. Um, people are scared of me. I don't let myself get close to people or tons. Not a lot, to be honest. Nice. What's the best movie genre? Is it horror, romance, a little bit of everything? Whatever anyone, whatever everyone else is watching, action, movies based on books, sci-fi, or sad movies? A little bit of everything. Yeah, that's what I picked earlier. <laughs> Pick an animal, cat, wolf, starfish, giraffe, dog, piglet, koala, or seal. Dog. Nice. Pick a bed. Okay, these are my crappy descriptions. Mm -hmm. So here we go. An unmade bed, uh, a very fancy, like, um, I, I don't know, Art Deco looking bedroom, like with a nicely made bed, um, a very modern kind of bed looks like um, like the dream sequence in Flight Attendant, like where it's like just like very fancy, like Hong Kong looking hotel. Um, there's a close up. <clears throat> there's a close up of an unmade bed. There's a different kind of like uh, unmade bed with no headboard. Uh, and then there's uh, a bed with no headboard, but looks like very fancy kind of Soho loft looking bed. Um, and then there's like another unmade bed, but like with like really nice uh, bedding, like a really nice duvet. Well, I like the nice 
Betty, the last one. Uh, the the yeah that that I picked I had picked that one too because it looks kind of like Sohuloft like. Um, okay, <laughs> pick a sport. None. Baseball, running. I'll be watching. Mm-hmm. Does yelling count? High jump, football, or javelin? Well, I am torn between does yelling count and <laughs> oh, but you mean football like uh, American football, right? Yeah, American football. Oh no, no, then that, that, because I like soccer, but not not football. Uh, so oh no. So, well, I I don't really watch it, so I don't know if I like it or not. So I'm going to yeah. say does yelling count? Nice. <laughs> Okay, and finally, pick a superpower, super strength, invisibility, mind control, super speed, fire control, wow, shape-shifting, I'm fine, or telekinesis. Telekinesis. Nice. I actually picked that one too. Yeah, oh, so we're both the same. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so we both got Tori. So Tori's the sister of Charlie Spring. Um, oh, so yeah. Tori is your soulmate. She's a chill girl. She's also soft-spoken, and I can see the movie nights. I can just see the movie nights. So uh, whoever I, wrote this, um, I, yeah, I like that character. She comes out of nowhere all the time. It's just it yes. makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, "What? What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And then her brother's like startled. What, what do you mean? Like, she totally looks like a character that would be like in Skins or Sex Education. Like, she would actually have a storyline. Because, like, she doesn't have much of a storyline in Heartstopper. She's just kind of the person that uh, creepily appears out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, she is very, very fun. She's my soulmate, too. That's me. Uh, the, the person who creepily appears out of nowhere. And that's Miley. <laughs> and Miley. Miley, too. So, okay. What is making you happy these days? Well, Miley is keeping is making me happy all the time. Miley Denalia. Denalia is her middle name? Yes, Miley Denalia Fernandez. Nice. That sounds like a, a telenovela. She knows. Uh, when I mention her middle name, she knows I'm serious. Young lady. So. Uh-oh. Just there's someone at the door and she goes crazy, but not, it's not for us. Um, Miley yeah. is always keeping me happy. And now, uh-huh. lately, I've been very, very enthusiastic, very excited about I'm taking acting classes. Oh, cool. Because I wanted to and to write under, with a better understanding of the actor's yes. process. Yeah, that I I find that too um, with other writers, even myself. Like I I don't I don't know how an actor thinks, mm-hmm. and yeah, so that's great. It's very it, it, and it teaches you that really character is the story. Yes, so I am taking classes at the SA Studio here in okay. LA. So Sa Studio, Sa Acting School. Sa. Yeah, C as in zebra, A. Sa studio. Oh, Za. Yeah, Za, Za, Za. So, Za acting studio. Yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, scene analysis mostly. and But it's, it helps me a lot because I find myself listening to the critics and thinking, ooh, thinking back to anything, to what I'm writing at the moment and thinking, oh, yeah. now I know why that was not making 
that was not connected with me. It's because, mm-hmm. you know, an actor would say it this way or an actor would ask these questions. And yeah. I am very, very excited, very happy. I've met a lot of cool people there. And it's different because usually I just talk to, you know, people who work in post-production like me or people who are filmmakers like me. So to get out of my circle and venture out, it's just been, it's been amazing. That's awesome. Um, And it's, it's funny we're, cause we, we didn't really get a chance to talk about like Red Rocket that came out last year. Did you see it at AFI? Is that how you saw it? Cause I saw it at AFI. I saw it at the Angelica um, Festival. Oh, right. Yes. And that was, oh, yeah, because you messaged me about that. So, yeah, I I love that because uh, I grew up going to the Angelica. Oh, yes. Um, I used to get affogados oh. and watch, um, I don't know, train spotting or, or whatever, you know, whatever was coming out. Like, I, I love the Angelica. I have a lot of fond memories. And so I'm so happy that it still exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Soho, you know, a Soho staple. Um, the movie theater. So you saw Red Rocket there. For me, living in uh, where I live in New York City, going to the Angelica and the Metrograph were like, yeah, those are my churches. Yeah. So yeah, because the Sunshine, the Sunshine uh, Theater was also amazing too back in the day. Mm -hmm. And sadly, that's been gone for a long time. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad the Angelica is still there. Yeah. So I went there with a friend, you know, this friend in particular, we went to see the Florida the Florida project together. I yeah. saw uh, Prince of Broadway. Sean I saw Baker. It. Yeah, Sean Baker. I saw Prince of Broadway uh-huh. once, and it was just done with scraps. And I was just so in love with the filmmaking and with the storytelling that I dragged my friend, and I said, no, let's go see the Florida project. And we came out of there just in a trance we loved it and i since then we always call i said you know uh the florida project reminds me of the the bicycle thief by victoria da sica yeah. which is my, my favorite movie and then yeah. I, him, I always think ciao papa like with the, <laughs> the little boy but uh, anyway so i told my friend uh uh the bicycle thief was italian uh neorealism and Florida project is American neon realism because it's yes. in Florida. So we yeah. laughed a lot. And so when Red Rocket came out, he we we con- we contacted each other almost at the same time, like, oh, because we were thinking about how amazing the experience of watching the Florida project was. So we ran yeah. to the Angelica to watch Red Rocket. And mm-hmm. we enjoyed it, um, but we loved it. And uh, uh, uh-huh. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great movie. Um, it's Mikey Saber, uh, played yeah. by Simon Rex from MTV fame. He's a mm-hmm. former porn star who mm-hmm. um, he is, he looks good. Like he's like pushing 50, but like he mm-hmm. spent 20 mm-hmm. years um, just like partying. Um, he has to he's forced to leave Hollywood and move back to his hometown. Mm-hmm. He deals weed. He hangs out at a donut shop and he, he's flirting with this like teenager named strawberry mm-hmm. and he wants to break her out into, into porn um, as her, her uh, business manager. 
Mm -hmm. Um, He's referred to um, frequently as like a suitcase pimp or something, which um, someone in the audience took offense to because he he happened to be a porn star um, who's in this movie that's uh, coming out called Pleasure. And so he he uh, challenged Sean Baker about it. Sean Baker, I love I mm-hmm. love him as a filmmaker. Yeah, he works. He works very um, he's a, like a I don't want to say like minimalist, but like he he works with with what he has. Like whatever, he's very uh, smart with his budget. I I, mm-hmm. I don't know like who his um, producing partners are or whatever, but like very smart. But I think he's a Trumpster, so that I oh. I've heard kind of yeah. So that oh kind of makes God. me feel like uh, uh, gross. Oh, but I could be totally heart. wrong. I could be totally wrong. But um, and so then that also makes me think about like the Florida Project and Red Rocket and the way that he paints these characters. Um, where I don't, I don't necessarily see an openness anymore. I see kind of judgment. So I don't know. I could be totally wrong and mischaracterizing him, but I think he's a Trumpster. So um, anyway, uh, but but yeah, I do, I do admire his um, his use of like his phone, like for Tangerine mm-hmm. or Tangerine um, is amazing too. Yeah, and then I think he was like scouting. I think he does his own editing, mm-hmm. I believe, um, which I, I guess you'll be doing for your movie. For fake, you'll be doing your own editing and, and visual effects probably. Yes, of course, because we, we need to save as much money as possible. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. So like he does a lot of stuff himself. So I really I really admire him in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he's not... Um, a racist Trumpster um, who possibly, you know, I, I, I don't want to say he was at January 6th. I, I don't think he was, but like, uh, anyway. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, that would explain Red Rocket because it's, it's just, it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's fun though. And it then is fun. Um, I, and I especially love the bye 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 moment where <laughs> Simon Rex is running naked um, and the music bye 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 is playing. Yes. That that was a great that was a great moment. But anyway, I'm gonna let you go. Thank um, you. The movie is fake. Donate help Praxis make this movie a reality because uh, we need more stories like this out there. Mm-hmm. And. We need um, we need support in yes, order to in order to make these projects mm-hmm. because it's hard in a in a place in a in a community where there's uh, you know there are a lot of artists there's also a lot of rejection and so when you feel that rejection it's hard to want to do anything yes, yes. Um, so when but when you make like how you've made your tribe. You've met Lauren. You're working together. You prop each other up. Yes. You boost each other's spirits. You keep going, and that's and that's it's a war of attrition. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's what it's all about. Yes. Thank you, Colette. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, where can people find you? Well, I am on Instagram mostly, and at Prax P R A X underscore Fernandez. And you guys can find our Indiegogo campaign on Indiegogo, fake, also www.tinyurl.com forward slash fake short, all in one sentence, all in one word, fake short. Awesome. Yeah. 
fake short and we'll have links in the show notes yes thank you so much praxis it was great to see you thank you um, i'm excited I, I really love this conversation awesome awesome so we'll see you next week i'm yummy coco keep your lamplight trimmed and burning bye bye thank you so much thank you oh my goodness that was a lot of fun 